The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and at this point in the show, I just have to say this. Kaka! What a joke of a game. That and more here on show. <laughs> 561. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have, we're going to have the buffoonery of the COVID in the NFL. I have to hit on this because I'm sure I'm not the only fan that's seeing the buffoonery uh, as far as the favoritism. It's a joke. We definitely got to hit about that. And then the post game for the Dirty Birds. Boy, Dirty Birds. Um, yeah, we went in there, we got dirty, and we came home. We're going to hit on this game because it's a uh, kind of tragic or funny whatever you want to say (laughs) certainly not what any of us expected in this contest and then of course we're going to hit on the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets that are also looking for the number one pick in the draft of the 2021 draft and you know there's another trap game I said the Falcons were it was the Jets are trap game number two Mark my words, I ain't playing. That and the bone light should wrap up the show, folks. Welcome, man. We need some relief. (laughs) Well, the buffoonery, well, it just keeps rolling. From the tuck rule to a numerous amount of screwings by the NFL on scheduling, on game time. I mean, the list goes on. I could point them all out, but it would take forever. The NFL, in this COVID time, wants to pretend that everyone's fine and they've got a handle on it like the NBA did. Well, eh, they don't. And the more the season runs on, the more we're starting to hear about issues on all teams, every single one. There's been blowouts. There's been um, whole teams been been affected. Quarterbacks, all the Bronco quarterbacks were all infected, so they had to play some defensive back as a quarterback because they made him play the game. But, oh, wait. Now, if you're a Steeler, or your Baltimore Raven, which is the big division game of the week. Oh, no. We can't have the COVID affect this particular game. So we're going to move this down the road. Oh, on the Raiders, since our defensive line and our defensive backs were out for a week, you know, screw you, Raiders. We're not going to help you. We're going to take you out of the later spot, and we're going to put you in more of an earlier game that you weren't prepared to play in the first place. This is the NFL and COVID. They're not very fair. Obviously not. And in the COVID, they're trying to pretend. It's called the facade of fairness. I've always seen it. As a Raider fan, you have too. So 
I'm not going to go on any further, but just notice how they coddle some teams and then screw others. It's just the way it is, and the Raiders never get any <laughs> any breaks from this NFL. And that is all I have to say about that. You know, it seems to me like just as the game started, I walked into perhaps the Twilight Zone. You're traveling through a time and space. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only sight and sound, but of mind. There's a signpost up ahead. The next stop. The end zone. Absolutely. I can see Rod Serling stepping into the screen and talking about this contest. Because, Raider Nation, we were cooed. <laughs> yes, the Falcons kicker, Koo, hit us for five. Count them. Five field goals. Five. Our defense must have been doing something. Five field goals. Let me just say something about this game that is uh, that's pretty crazy. We had 13 first downs. They had 23. Not like the Chiefs' 36. This was a blowout. It's an emotional loss. I don't know where the team was from the first snap of the ball to Carr's first fumble. The offensive line, I don't know what happened to them. I don't know what happened to our coaching staff. It seems to me that our players were body snatched. Those weren't our guys out there. They were complete strangers that never played the game, obviously, because that's what it looked like to me. Welcome to In the Pocket with Rich Gannon. Rich, thank you so much for joining us today. Aaron, it's great to be with you. I wish, I wish it were under better circumstances. Yeah, well, I'm glad to pick your brain today because let's break down what you were able to see. The Silver and Black did actually have some of their most inspired defense uh, for most of the first half. You saw some bright moments, but of course, turnovers uh, and penalties caught up with them. What did you see? Well, I was disappointed. You know, I, I got up early this morning and watched it. I was uh, doing a game yesterday in Buffalo and I heard the score and I was really surprised that it was that lopsided. And then when I really looked under the hood, uh, you know, I just look at just how sloppy a day it was for the Raiders. And there's really no excuse for it. You and I were talking before the show. You get into you get into this time of the year after Thanksgiving, you have to be playing your best football. Now they're on the outside looking in at the playoff picture. Uh, and they really let an opportunity slip away yesterday. And it wasn't any one person. You can say, oh, Derek didn't take care of the ball or, you know, they, they had too many penalties. Yeah, that's all part of it. But everybody contributed to that mess. And that's really what it was. And you can't have a mess. Uh, in late November. You, you, you have to be able to go on the road and take care of your business. That to me was, was most disappointing. 11 penalties for 141 yards, unacceptable. You know, five giveaways. Uh, you know, Derek has is, is got a problem in the pocket and that, that's got to get corrected. I did some research this morning. Uh, 31 lost fumbles since he entered the league in 2014. That is the most. Now that's lost fumbles. That's not putting it on the ground. That's lost fumbles. As much as I love Derek and as good as he has been at taking care of the football this year in terms of the interceptions, ball security in the pocket continues to be an issue. The right tackle gave up a play where you know Derek had no chance. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's your job to take care of the football. 
but I thought the defense kept a minute. You know, as you said, Aaron, they kept a minute. They got, they, you know, they got put in some bad situations early, but eventually, you know, they ran out of steam. Uh, seven games this season already where they've given up over 30 points, and that is tied with the Jets for most in the league. Yesterday, not good for the Las Vegas Raiders. It looked crazy. Crazy. It was hard for me to see what I see. And you know, like the rest of you at the beginning of the game, I thought, okay, this is a blip. Okay, they got a field goal. Okay, they got another field goal. We're still fighting. Our offense is going to start clicking any freaking second. No. Five. Count them. Five turnovers. I don't know how many of you watched the whole game. It was so much pain in the last quarter where Carr looked like he was afraid from the very first pass. They had no adjustments for the rush. They had no adjustments for the receivers. I, <laughs> You know, all I could think of is all the commentators on Monday, and sure enough, they came out calling where I was right, where I was wrong. He was wrong about Gruden. He said Gruden was going to be the coach of the year. I say he's the roach of the year. Not the coach of the year. Because this play call in this contest was juvenile at best. He kept trying to run the same plays over and over. And they didn't succeed. The Falcons had gotten Carr's cadence and Carr's audibles from the last game on TV. Because they heard every single thing he said and watched the game. Okay, well, evidently... The Bill Belichick cheatism is out and alive in the NFL. And they took that along with, I'm sure, teams that beat the living crap out of us. Let's see who else did. Oh, that's right. Tampa Bay shattered us big time. It looks to me like we played the same game. Looks to me like there was no protection. Looks to me like the passes were late. The receivers weren't in place. And this team was so flat, you couldn't even change the flat. I mean, it was flat was an understatement to underperformance on every level in the game, including special teams. When you block a kick almost, run into the kicker, give them a chance, and they get another touchdown. You know, clowns flying around the field and is exactly missed tackles and a plethora of other things that continue to plague the team through the game. So as our offense sputtered with only 13 first downs, the defense was beaten and used and tired, and they got tired quick because they were on the field all day long. Now, I don't know what happened to this team. I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what happened. Number one receiver Renfro, 73 yards on seven catches. I don't know. Renfro played a good game. The Raiders played a decent game. They just weren't there to play. <laughs> 14 attempts for 40 yards, our running game was. Where Atlanta had 32 for a buck twenty-five. Carr was sacked five times for 37 yards and a loss. <laughs> One sack on the Falcons. 
Our return yardage for the special teams was 50 yards. Falcons was almost 90, almost double that. So, you know, we had five fumbles and four were lost. What a freaking <laughs> goal to go officially 0 for 2. Falcons were 3 for 5. They kept the ball for almost 35 minutes. The Raiders had it for 25. You could do a lot in 10 minutes. I don't know what happened to Carr. He went from the hero to the zero because I I I just thought his happy feet days were over. I thought they were over. And evidently not because his happy feet came back. They pushed him. They pressured him. They covered our receivers. And they beat the crap out of the Raiders. And there you go. There's no way around it. There's no way to color code it. There's another, no way to look at, make it look like some kind of a learning experience. We got beat down. And I hope the players see it. And here's an interesting thing. Carr said the whole week was flat in practice. And he looked like he was telling the truth. Hey, Derek, Jerry McDonald. It, it seemed almost like from the, the very outset... Something was off today offensively. Is there anything you can pinpoint at all? Did it feel that way? It, yeah, it absolutely felt that way. Um, I, I didn't think, we were, personally, we had our best week of practice. Personally, thought we were a little flat. Um, clearly, that was the case in the game. And uh, anytime you turn the ball over like that, you're not you're not going to win football games. You know, that's very rare. Uh, percentages are really low. So, um, yeah, they haven't felt this way in a while. So it's. Uh, it's a gut punch, uh, for sure. Are you asked about during the week? Did it feel like last year's game up against the Jets? Kind of a similar thing, week Ooh. 12? Yeah, absolutely did. Um, and again, I still stand by what I said. It feels different on this team, you know. Uh, but our, our, our week of practice was not uh, to the standard um, that, we're, that we have set, uh, you know, that, that we have you know, really had. Again, I, don't, I haven't felt this way with this team yet, you know, uh, where – we got punched in the face, and it just kept happening. And uh, our hats—we have to—we have to give credit to Atlanta uh, for how good of a team they are. We we knew it based on the film. We knew it based on top ten rush defense, top ten third downs. They did a great job on third down uh, today, you know. And we're and honestly, when you watch the film, we're an assignment here, assignment there, a better throw here, a better throw there from a lot of points. And I think that's the most frustrating part when when you get you know the crap kicked out of you like that. Uh, is how close we were to some really big plays. Welcome to In the Pocket with Rich Gannon. Now, and you talk about the, 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 the pocket collapsing on Carr. Carr said, actually, after the game, the collapse really began with a flat week at practice. And, of course, Eric Allen and Marcel Reese both praised you during our Raiders post game yesterday about your practice habits when you played and how demanding you were, not just from your teammates, but from your own self, uh, just how important a great week of preparation, you know, is for Sundays in the NFL. Is that something that does have a huge impact getting in a good week of practice? You know, it's really troublesome to hear that. Uh, and I think it's unacceptable to have a poor week of practice. You only have 16 opportunities to win, win in this league to get yourself into the postseason. When you look at where the Raiders stand in terms of their record, they were six and four. That was a critical game. And now they've, you know, like you said, they, they're, they're you know, on the outside looking in the playoff picture. 
There's no reason that you can't go out and have a great week of preparation. I played for a coach in Kansas City who used to say, don't mess with my playoff money. In other words, you get into November and December, everybody has to be laser focused. I need everybody's best effort. I'm counting on you, you're counting on me, I can't let you down. It has to be that type of relationship, that type of trust with one another. And you can't go out in the practice field and not have a great practice and a great pre week of preparation. I always say the five Ps, Aaron, you should know this. You've been with me long enough. The five Ps, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And you've got to get it done on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday with the study and the, and the, and the preparation in terms of, you know, getting to know an opponent and, and making sure everyone's on the same page. And then going out in the practice field and really getting after it. I always say the best practice players that I played with when I was with the Raiders were the best players. You know, Jerry Rice, phenomenal practice player. Tim Brown, phenomenal practice player. Steve Wisniewski, you know, Trace Armstrong, you know, Charles Woodson. These guys competed in practice. You know, Rod Woodson, these were the best practice players. And they were also the best players on Sunday. But you've got to bring it during the week. Carr said the whole week was flat in practice. Coach Gruden, though, said, oh, no. We had a great practice. You know why he said that? Because his play calling blew ass. Hey, John, yesterday uh, Derek said that he thought the team was a little flat in practice last week. Do you see any of that yourself? No, I didn't. I felt uh, our guys preparing as, as hard as they can. I can't speak for everybody. I do know our our practice uh, is, or all of our practices are impacted by uh, the things that go on at, at, at uh, the training table, the injury room, and all that stuff. We we had some DBs missing. Some of our backs were hurt. Um, so sometimes uh, your practices uh, suffer a little bit, but I'm proud of our guys, the way they prepared. Uh, I don't think we lost that game yesterday because we weren't prepared. We lost that game for some obvious reasons. You know, fourth and one, we have the ball. We go for it. We get rejected. Next possession, first down, we're going to take a shot with an aggressive play action protection, sack strip fumble. Uh, right before the half, we're going in for points, sack strip fumble. Early in the third quarter, we're in great field position, uh, interception for a touchdown. Uh, we, we force a, a, a kicker to miss a field goal. We rough the kicker, they end up getting seven out of that. Uh, there wasn't anything pleasant about watching the tape, but uh, as a coach, you have to take responsibility for what you can control, and we're going to try to make the proper corrections, hopefully get some players healthy, and uh, return to the lineup on Wednesday. And uh, we got to move on. But this game was an embarrassment. I mean, I can't even believe how fast it went south. And you, my friend, Coach Gruden, Mr. $100 million man, better find what it takes in this modern NFL to get it done. Because your old style showed big time in this contest. It just doesn't work. Fix it. That's what I have to say as a fan. And that is all I have to say about this game. No, it isn't. 125 yards and penalties. 11. <laughs> you never win. Unless you're super good on offense with those kind of penalties now. I am done. Sunday, December 6th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 
The Las Vegas Raiders play the New York Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> oh, brother. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. We're going to MetLife Stadium. That's uh, it's not a dome, folks. It's open. It's cold. It's going to be one of those winter games. And let us just hope and pray that the Las Vegas Raiders can fix the running game. That I don't know where it went. Now, I say Jacobs is going to be hurt. I don't think he's going to play in this game. I think his hip is bad. Now, Gruden said it was his ankle. I don't believe it. He had hip problems. He had hip problems in this game. That's why he couldn't get any push, and that's why the yards were so bad. They need to give this kid a rest and heal up a little bit and work whoever else we have in the stable. Uh, Booker, uh, whoever else we got. in. Uh, I think Richard will be back. But the running game has definitely got to happen with someone else. Someone else has to step up in this game because I don't think Jacobs is going to be ready to play. We have to run the ball in cold weather, and that's it. Now, Bent Brown won't be available for this game. Oh, what a surprise for this year. He's just now getting back into the swing of things, and I'm sure that uh, I hope he feels better. But he's not going to help us this game either. And I don't know who the big uglies were last game that didn't play well. I don't even want to mention their name because we do have a very expensive offensive line. But it seems to me that it's not working out so well, and maybe that's what it is. Some guys are getting paid, some guys aren't. I have no idea what the issues are, but there's some issues somewhere because our running game should have been much better last game, and it should be fine this game, regardless who's carrying the rock we got to run the ball. It's going to be bad weather. The Jets are going to come in and try to pressure Carr. Their defense <laughs> has not been the best. Now, the Jets are 0-11, okay? Does that sound like a trap to you? It does to me. Because I've said this before on other shows, every single time we play the Jets and they're losing, they pick up the W. On us, regardless of who we are. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and that worries me a great deal. Because their offense is rated 31st in the league. 31st. Their defense is rated 16th. Um, I I don't even know what else to say about this team other than they have no offense on the Jets. They have Sam Darnold. He's a good quarterback. He has nothing around him. But don't let that fool you, Raider Nation. The Jets are a professional football team. They can beat anyone at any time, at any time. I mean, it's not like they were out of every game. Because they've, they've been... They've been blown out a bunch of times, just like us. <laughs> this is a trap game. I am just sure of it. The Raiders are going back east again. 
Okay, and they're facing a winless team in the Jets, 0 and 11. What do you believe are the dangers in now playing a team that is winless? Yeah, Aaron, I think it's really important that we talked about having a great week of preparation, but not to underestimate the Jets. They are a dangerous football team. I've covered them a couple times this year. In fact, I did them two weeks ago. Uh, I would tell you this, the most dangerous team in the league right now in this point of the season is not the team that's undefeated. It's the team that's winless. They're chomping at the bit. They're tired of being told they can't get it done. Every time they pick up a newspaper, someone's saying they're no good. They're going to come out. You're going to get their best effort. You've got you've got coaches and players playing for jobs. One of them is Sam Darnold. If he doesn't play better the next couple of weeks and then he'll start winning some games, they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. We all know who it is, and so he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be motivated to play his best. And they've been in some games with a chance to win. They just not had, they've not finished. But there's absolutely no reason why uh, the Raiders can't go to New York and take care of business against the winless Jets. They're 0-11 for a reason. It's, it's just got trap written all over it. So I expect the Raiders to win by a touchdown like I did the last game. What a joke that was. But I'm going to let it play out. Uh, maybe the Raiders will come ready to play this time. We'll see what happens. Even if we get a skinny win, at least it'll be a W. Uh, rumor is that we're still into the playoffs, so you know we got a chance for playoffs. Yes, that's how stupid it sounds because <laughs> we have no business in the playoffs after the last game we played. Playoff teams play much better, but if you all remember in 2002, we lost four games in a row, and our Super Bowl dreams were dashed on the rocks, and we went to the Super Bowl that year. So nothing is impossible here, but it just depends on who shows up to play. <laughs> Honestly, if our coaches are prepared and our team is prepared and not everybody has COVID the same week or whatever, we should win this game. For all intents and purposes, this should be a W for the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't you think? Well, yeah, last week should have been two. When you suffer an uncharacteristic loss for the Raiders this season, how do you believe a team like this needs to do to bounce back? Do you just kind of forget about it, rip it up, move on? Or do you study the film and see what absolutely went wrong? I think you have to be honest with yourself. I think you have to look in the mirror and say, hey, what, what what did I do? What could I do better? I think you have to go back in today and look at the film. It's not going to be easy. It's an ugly one to watch. And you have to make the corrections. And you have to commit to one another to say, guys, this is what's left. We've got five games left. And everything we talked about in the beginning of the season is still right there in front of us. We can still be a playoff team. We can still you know, get to the AFC championship. We can still win a Super Bowl, but we've got to take care of business the next five weeks. Yeah. And this is really, this is where the cream rises to the top. This is where the, 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 the real teams that are going to do some damage in January, this is where they, they begin to peak. And we're going to find out a lot about the character and the leadership on this football team in the mm -hmm. next five weeks. So I just pray <laughs> that Fant and Chris Herndon and Jameis Crowder and Sam Darnold. Frank Gore doesn't gore us like he's done in the past. I mean, their offense, they've got a good offense. Their line's terrible. We should be able to get to him, but he's got places to go with football, everybody. 
uh, and their defense, well, 16th is no joke. They can hurt you. <laughs> they can hurt you. They can rush us and hurt Carr and follow the Falcons' model. Pressure Carr, get him with happy feet, end of game. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it will. I think they've learned a lesson. Let's see, though, because you know what? You never know with this team, ever. And I've just learned that over the years. <laughs> so let's just hope we beat the Jets. We should, by every account, get the W in this game. But we shall see at the end. And that is all I have to say. No, it isn't. <laughs> Their def defensive coordinator is Greg Williams. He's a good coach. They don't have the best coaches, obviously. The Jets are a trash can fire. The organization in the front office is in chaos every year. Um, this is an organization that is in the gutter, literally. We're way ahead of them on many, many things. And one of them is our organization, the core of it. So the Jets are a mess. <laughs> so we should win this game, I pray. And now that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Perhaps and maybe. It could be time for the Raider Nation podcast therapy session. I think it is. I know there's people, Raider Nation fans, that are in need to just let it out. So this show will be dedicated to those fans who need to let it out. Because <laughs> I know I do, y'all. Okay, who's first on the show? <laughs> Our first caller from Washington, D.C., Raider Chip, is in the house. What's going on, my good Raider brother? What are you thinking? Hi, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Chip from Washington, D.C. I'm a little late to call about the KC game, but I wanted to share some thoughts on that and some other things. Um, like a lot of you, I was really mad that the Raiders were forced to play after their defense hadn't practiced against the, you know, preparing for the Super Bowl champions. Um, but I thought the Raiders played amazing. They had an intensity. It was really fun to watch the game because I live on the East Coast. I never get to see them. Um, I do disagree with you and some of the other people on the field goal. Uh, I'm always one yelling at the TV when teams don't kick a field goal and then they don't turn to get the first down and they end up losing by those three points at the end of the game. I understand against KC, you know, KC's going to score touchdowns or they seem like they can score touchdowns at will, so you need to score touchdowns, but I'll always go for the field goal. Um, there were other aspects of the game where we could have tightened down, like on that last drive, instead of giving up first down after first down after first down, just letting them march to the end zone. Um, I was mad all week, and I was talking to my wife about it, that the Freighters had to play and the game wasn't pushed to like a Monday or Tuesday, but after seeing what the Broncos are going through for this week and all their quarterbacks and still being forced to play, I can't be mad anymore. Um, I also wanted to point out, I don't know if you guys have been talking about it, um, uh, the announcers around the NFL are starting to talk about the Raiders. 
a few weeks ago, you know, they were broadcasting the games and then they were talking about uh, the afternoon slate of games. And there was four games, the Raiders won them. And they were like, oh, these three games are going to be great. And they left out the Raiders game. And that's been going on for years, and that kind of always bothers me. But this year, I thought the Raiders were playing well enough to be noticed. Um, well, the announcers are starting to talk about it on Good Morning Football, uh, one of my favorite shows. You know, they mentioned that if, if the Raiders swept KC this season, like if they got the win uh, last week, they would consider the Raiders a Super Bowl contender. And so not just making the playoffs, but actually making a Super Bowl push. Um, Rich Eisen, you know, was going crazy about the, the Sunday night Raiders Chiefs game and how cool it could be. Um, going forward, the announcers are also talking about the Raiders have the easiest strength of schedule going down the stretch. Um, you know, the easiest win loss record, uh, that opponents have. Um, I keep thinking back to last year when the Raiders, you know, lost easy games, like to the jets, they had like a three game losing streak, I think last year. Um, and come week 17, they were sniffing the playoffs. Like the universe basically had to collapse on itself for the Raiders to make playoffs, but they were there. And if they had won one of those three games, you know, it would have been a different story going into week 17. So I think, uh, I hope that the Raiders just keep the intensity. You could see it against the Chiefs. Like they played every drive like it mattered. I just hope they keep that going through the next weeks going into the playoffs. Um, I think the Raiders have a great shot at making the playoffs and not just the 17th. I think they're going to be higher. Um, going forward, uh, just to see some things, they, they obviously need some something different on defense. They need some bigger players or something. Um, seeing Arnett uh, matched up against Kelsey was like watching a high schooler versus an elementary schooler. Not saying that Arnett's not good, but he's was so tiny. Um, Abrams is like, he's hitting people real hard and he's very fast. Uh, but one other thing I've, I've seen other teams do is like whenever they go for a tackle, they are always going for the ball and they, they force turnovers. The Raiders have very little turnovers. So I think, you know, it'd be great to see them start training their defense like that and just somehow get bigger to cope with Kelsey. Otherwise, the Chiefs are probably going to just kind of kind of mess with us every time we meet them. Um, I'm calling Sunday morning right before the Atlanta game. Um, and speaking of matching up with big people, you guys, in last week's episode, we're talking about Julio Jones, but he is listed as doubtful. So, you know, maybe that's a, a thing in our favor. Um, and as far as defensive coordinators, you guys have talked for years about Paul Gunther. Um, I kind of agree, you know, that some things need to change. Maybe he needs to change. Um, but, I mean, he put a, a great game against the Chiefs, so who knows. But uh, Matt Patricia is available. He just got fired from the Lions. I know he didn't do much as a head coach, but he was great as a defensive guy for the Patriots for years. Um, that's kind of a, a joking comment, by the way. Um, anyway, thanks for the podcast. You guys are doing great. The Raiders played amazing against the Chiefs, even though they, they lost at the end. Um, if they keep that going, I feel a strong playoff push. Thanks. Great call, my brother. A couple things I love about it. First of all, that you and your wife talk about the Raiders. That's a great thing. It sounds kind of silly, but my wife and I talk about the team all the time because we're Raider fans. That's that's cool. As far as going for points go, I understand that, but you have to have a team that can do that. We have a good running team, very good running team, uh, one of the top rushing teams in the league. Yes, I would go for that every time if I thought I could get it against the Chiefs. They score every time they get the ball, and they usually score touchdowns. Those four points, we might have lost in overtime, but at least we would have gone to overtime if that was the case. You cannot leave anything on the field with the Chiefs. If you think you could have got that, I would have gone for it. I would have gone for it. 
especially if we would have had Trent Brown in the lineup for sure. But I still would have gone for it in this game because <clears throat> that's how I think. And the new feeling in the NFL, you see, you'll start to see it. People are going for those fourth and ones more than ever before. I think it's a trend. Arnett. Arnett's his first year playing. And he is fast and he's nasty and he's furious. Next year, he's going to be something to deal with because he will have more meat on the bone. He's like 21. He's a young man. He's playing lights out, though. I think his potential is off the chart. And Kelsey has burnt everybody in the league this year, not only the Raiders, um, for many, many, many yards. So we got burnt by Kelsey. Yeah, Arnett was covering him. I think things will be different next year. I don't think that it's the person. I think it was the coverage. He needed help. There was no help for him against Kelsey. That was a problem. And that's because of Paula. Paula Gunther needs to leave. And you're joking about Matt Patricia. I don't think that's funny. I think we should take a look at Patricia. We should bring him in for an interview and see how that works out. Our defense has been horrible all season. couple times it stepped up because I think that was mainly from group effort and more effort. Effort in this last game against the Falcons was completely missing from the coaching staff all the way down. It's not just the players in this game. The staff needs to wear this loss. Love the call, brother. And our next caller, I love this guy. He knows it. The Raider Disciple is in the house. He's always got some great wisdom. What do you got for us, my Raider brother? Greeting Raider Nation, Greg and Randy, and uh, my Raider brothers and sisters. This is the Raider Disciple. Haven't called in a long time. Hope everybody's doing well with the COVID thing going on. Praying for your families and the rest of the Raider Nation. I like to say I really like the direction of this team, and uh, it's going very, very well. I see a lot of nice things, but there's one thing that I'm really concerned with, and this is this COVID thing with this team. They have really got to get a handle on this. This is the third incident with this COVID virus in this team. The Darren Waller thing, the Tampa Bay thing, and then here we are with Kansas City. Not only are we losing games because of it, but we're losing whole units for not getting win a practice at one week at a time. I don't know who's got to say something to John Gruden or Mayock, but you need to get a hold of your boys and tell them right now there are six games left. You can make a push to the playoffs. But right now it should be nothing more than football and family. You don't take, you want to take this, home, this virus home to your family and your girlfriends, don't bring it to the facilities of your teammates. Whatever it is you guys are out there doing, stop it. Let's do football. Let's make this run. You have the potential to do some damage in this playoffs, but you can't go in there with a half-cock unit week in and week out. Brady came to town with a, uh, a defense. Our offensive line was out. Mahomes comes with a killer offense. Our defense is out for the week, and it shows, man. You can't do what you're doing, and we're now other teams are experiencing it too, but we're experiencing it on a bigger magnitude, and we, we got to really get a handle on that. Other than that, I hope everybody has the happy Thanksgiving. Hope all is well. This is the Raider Disciple. I'm out. Till next time. Bye. I love that call, bro. Like always, you always bring the wisdom. 
And the Raiders have been penalized $350,000. And get this, we lost a sixth-round pick because we don't have enough self-control in the Raiders' facility. And that that's Gruden's fault. And it lays specifically in his ass. And Mayock, you know, Mayock is a co-conspirator in this ridiculous loss of control. I agree 100%. If everyone would have been able to play, <laughs> our win-loss totals would be completely different. I totally agree with you. Yep, very well said, very well put. Uh, that's the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and I'm glad you brought it up, brother, because they better get their stuff together because we do have a chance at the playoffs. Playoffs? That's right. Thanks for the call again, brother, and the wisdom. And our next caller is Matty Raider. He's in the house. He seems a little upset. <laughs> What's going on, my Raider brother? What's up, Nation? It's Matty Raider. Hey, it's uh, 23-6. The uh, third quarter is almost done, but the game, for all intents and purposes, is done. These guys not only ate too much turkey, they look like a bunch of turkeys out here. Must have been reading their press clippings of how badass they are. But uh, you went to Atlanta and got your ass kicked to steal your line, Greg. Um, they look pathetic out there. Cars playing just awful. Turned the ball over three times. Pick six. Garbage. Defense. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. Creative offense, play callings vanilla, creative offense, yeah, okay. I guess you guys are resting on your laurels of, on a loss, no less, to the Chiefs. Happy that you could hang with them. I'm so disgusted with this game. It's just, what a letdown, man. This is just pathetic. Well, first of all, thank you for the call. And the reason I want to thank you, really thank you a lot, because you bring the, the motion that every one of us had at that point in the game. <laughs> it was absolutely stunning. I think every Raider fan was sitting on the couch going, what the hell? Right? Yep, I was too. I was too. At that point in the game, I, I, I just could not believe that we could not even get out of our own way. It was pathetic. Play calling. You saw it. So did I. And so did everyone else. Thanks for bringing us back there, bro, because that is a hit of reality. And our next caller is Raider Trip, the RVA Raider. Now this, my friend, he's a great fan, a good caller, and like everybody else on this particular bone line, I'm sure he's not very happy. What's up, bro? <laughs> Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Trip, the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia. It is Sunday in the third quarter. The score is 30-6, to six, and I'm actually feeling good. I'll tell you why. Because it's my 40th birthday today, and I strongly consider taking a short flight from Richmond to Atlanta to see this game today on my 40th birthday. But I would have been going by myself rather than spending it with my family. 
it was a tough choice, but I decided to stay in Richmond. And man, am I happy I did because the score is 36 right now. And this is total garbage. But hey, feeling great because it's my birthday. I'm with my family. And I didn't decide to go down to Atlanta and see this horrible travesty of a game. Anyways, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. This is Raider Trip. I'll talk to you later. Well, that is a great spin on a tragic loss. (laughs) And I'm glad you didn't go. So glad. And let me just tell you how I know that feels. My wife and I went to London to see the Raiders play the Seacocks. And we got pummeled by the Seacocks in London. And, uh, yeah, that was no fun. (laughs) And think about how much it costs for us to go see that game. (laughs) But I shall not complain because Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, who makes it across the pond two and three times a year, unlike now, the COVID time, to see games. I mean, he's seen a lot of losses. But it's not the losses. It's the wins you go for. It's the fans you go for, bro. I'm glad you didn't go. And our next caller is Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. We'll let it out, brother. (laughs) That's what our bone line is for, is to let those feelings flow. What's happening, bro? Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. What a joke. What a choke job. Derek Carr, this is on you, pal. You just fumbled again, running into Colton Miller. This is on you. Completely on you. We have five turnovers today. Yeah, Jacobs fumbled. He also had a targeting penalty, which should have been called because that was just plain stupid. But I cannot figure this team out. It's about to be 40-6 to with almost 11 minutes left. This is an embarrassing ass whipping. We needed this win. And to be honest, the Jets may even get their first win next week. This is embarrassing. That's all I can say. This is just, I'm speechless. Embarrassing. That's the only word I can think of when it comes to this team's performance or lack of this week. Oh, yeah, pathetic. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, I'm out. Well, you summed it up. That's exactly right. And I'm glad you got a chance to vent this on our show because you need to let it out. (laughs) You just got to. Appreciate the call as always, brother. Uh, Can you smell the cheese? Well, I sure can. The Cheesehead Raiders in the house. My good brother. Let it out, bro. Because that's why we're here. (laughs) What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is a pissed off cheesehead Raider in Wisconsin because of that, excuse my language, shit show we just got done seeing in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Raider Greg, put on the rewind machine. Last year, the Raiders, 6-4, and four, go to the J-E-T-S, Jets absolutely suck, and we get our asses handed to us. And we go 1-5 and five the rest of the season. Fast forward back to present day, 6-4. and four. We go to toe-to-toe with the world champion Kansas City Queefs. And the next week, we go to Atlanta and get our asses handed to us. Now the question is, do we end the season 1-5 like last year? Or do we grow a set of balls and start playing football? We have been complaining about our defense all season long. What I don't understand is how our receivers, when they do catch passes, have a defender right there. But yet, when the other team's receivers are catching passes all over us, our secondary is always two to three yards away from us. Is it because our secondary just absolutely sucks? Is it because Paula Gunther absolutely sucks? Or is it a combination of both? I don't know. But as I've said before, we better do something. This is check yourself time. We don't need this. Oh, well, let's, you know, add some more pieces off the offseason and look for the draft and move forward. No, no, F with that crap. I am so sick and tired of seeing absolute disgraces like we saw today. Last week, at least we went toe-to-toe so you can have some respect for what we put on the field. This week, absolutely disgusting. I hear the commentators say, oh, we should just flush this. Uh, tape? No. If it was me, I'd cut practice in half and make them watch that tape again and again and again and make them check themselves as men. Wow, bro. Check yourself as men. You are pissed. I'm pissed. It was lousy performance. And the same thing happened last year. But honestly, look back at the last decade on times when we looked like we were going to roll somebody and got rolled up like we did last game. Time will tell the rest of the season, but after this performance, you cannot have the type of expectation that you did before it. I thought the Falcons, even though it would be a tough game, we could get the W and then work our way through the rest of the schedule. Now... I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure who this team is anymore. You know, here's the thing. I don't know if I can count on the Raiders. And that's pretty sad. Still. Love the call, brother, and the passion. And our next caller is the Prez. You know him. You gotta love him. Great fam. Good dude. What's going on, my good brother? Raider Nation. Salute to Raider Greg, Raider Randy. And let's get down to the nitty-gritty, shall we? This is the prayers. Hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Had a good meal. But let's talk about today, shall we? I won't um, <laughs> go and say the obvious. We stink. We let a dead team that we should have destroyed beat us. And I know plenty of people going to say, let me give him Sunday. Bull. You know what? 
There's no excuse for that. Now, give it. We ha- we fought hard and long with Kansas City, and that was last week. So um, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, you know, we um, we just didn't seem to come in with our game plan. We didn't have that fire in our eye. A lot of players got hurt. I don't like to make excuses, though, but I wish the NFL would get rid of that turf, that artificial turf, man. I mean, it seems like people just mess themselves up with it. But that's an escape goat for excuses, and I try not to make excuses, though. But um, we've had a lot of guys that look pretty banged up. I'm almost kind of like cringing to see what happens when we play the Jets because for some reason with the Raiders, it's always the team that we're supposed to be. We play the teams that probably will whoop our tails, play them with heart. But when we go and play these teams that you think is pretty much a, a given W or are supposed to be a game winner, we suck. Get it together. No need to go into all rant and rave for me because I've done enough for that and I'm just tired. Have a good one. This is the prayers out. Later. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all the excuses that you get from the coaching staff, like on any given Sunday. Any team can beat any other team. Bo shite, <laughs> I will have to say. No, man. We have a team of professionals, and they're good players. we got a great mix. And when we play well, we can beat anybody. That's the problem. We expect more than the coaches expect. That's a real big problem. Love the call, brother. Take care. And our next caller is a very good Raider fan. Love this guy. Raider Steve in Vegas. Been a while. Love to hear your call. What do you got for us, my good Raider brother? Now, check this out. He's got seven seats in the new stadium. That is Raider Nation. What's up, my good brother? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. Long time no speak. Um, I hate to be calling after a loss. I feel like I call after a loss every time, man. But And I meant to call before the game today. I remember thinking, like, man... I was thinking, like, how good this Raiders team is. And then I started thinking, like, man, I've been listening to your podcast since, like, 2005, 2006. I lived in Japan at that time. And, man, it was awesome. Like, I found this guy. I was only talking Raiders football. And I religiously listened to your football, uh, to your podcast um, since then, man. And, you know, we've met a bunch of times, and I'm so grateful to meet you. And and, uh, I love – uh, you know, being a part of the Raider Nation. And um, it got me thinking, I was thinking like, man, this is, you know, in the entire time, you know, I've been a Raider fan my entire life, but the entire time listening to your show, this is the best Raiders team we've ever had, man. Like we had 2016, you know, Tom Cable years, they were all right. Like they felt like they could pop or something like that. And then Hugh Jackson before uh, Jason Campbell got hurt and McFadden and all that. But this is the best Raiders team we ever had. And I thought, man, like, we're not going to let down. Like, every time the Raiders start to get up, we're 6-4 and four last year, and we got blown out by the Jets. 6-4 and four this year, and I live in Vegas, man, so I listen to sports betting, and I work in sports betting, honestly. Like, FanDuel, all that stuff, my company powers all that. So I'm, I'm in tune with it, man. And I thought for sure, there's no way the Raiders can let down. And even though I'm this close to it, and we still – you know, I knew better, man. I knew better. 
I felt it in my gut, like, oh, the Raiders, they're going to screw this up because that's what they do. Man, this is the best team we've ever had since I've been listening to you. And they they still did the same thing that they've been doing um, ever since Gruden left the first time, honestly, man. It's extremely frustrating. I'm so disappointed that we lost to the Falcons today. But I can't say that it wasn't unexpected because it happens all the time. The Raiders give you hope and they take it away, man. And um, honestly, on a on a positive note, other than us screwing up our playoff stuff temporarily, I think they're going to bounce back. I think this team is different than other teams just by watching uh, Gruden's post-game conference. But, man, I'm extremely disappointed. Like the Steelers, look, you can lose that game if you're 13-0, right? You can get blown out 45-0. If you're 13 and 0, it's okay. You need to lose one before you're going to playoffs, but you can't do this if you're six and four. Like I don't know what it is. Uh, and you know what? Gruden did this when he was at the Bucks too. Like he lost his job because we knocked him out of the playoffs. Like he he had like a, and I'm going to screw this up, so crucify me later. But it doesn't matter either either way. He had this amazing team, and they lost. They lost out. Like they were like, I don't know. Like he had like nine and nine and four or something like that. And they lost out. I mean, I'm, I'm screwing this up, but you know what I mean? So I'm wondering if Gruden's just too hard on these guys. And I don't mean by any means replace Gruden, man, but man, I'm disappointed and they need to bounce back. I'm like, if, <laughs> dude, they need to beat the jets. Like I know the jets are trying to lose out, but this is a typical, like they need to beat the jets. I don't care if it's 10 to three, whatever it is, you know, you want to rest some players, but they need to beat the jet. Look, I'm so tired of this, man. I, can you tell that I'm upset? Because I'm upset, man. Like, I, I'm trying to keep it cool, you know? But uh, this is unacceptable, man. I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to wait another year. I just want to get to the playoffs this year and hopefully upset somebody. I don't need a Super Bowl this year. I'm ready, I'm ready to wait for next year, man. But I'm tired of this shit. And it's disappointing, man, that uh, we've been connected through this digital medium for so long. And this is the best we got. We're... We are six and five, and this is the most hope that I've felt since, uh, you know, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. And, um, you know, <laughs> man, I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast, man, and the years that you put up with by doing all this, and I appreciate it, man. And um, it, it feels so good to be a part of a, a finally a, 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 a team going up. And I, I feel like, you know, this, you know, listening to this podcast, finally, man, we're on the way up. But today feels like a massive disappointment. I think we'll bounce back, but I'm extremely disappointed, man. And I know you are too. Uh, I just chalk it up. As, I hope it's just a mistake, a blip. And uh, somehow we can make the playoffs and uh, make this the best year in a long time, man. I love your call, Steve. I always love your calls. This guy's from the sports bet. He knows the odds. He hears them all day long. And we were supposed to beat the Falcons. That was because it's supposed to be because we're a better team. And we are. This is the best team since I've been doing this damn show. It is. I agree 110%. This is the best team since 05. I agree. I see it. I see it just like Gruden was here the last time. I saw how he built the team every year, got a little better, got better players, and kept hammering away. And finally, 
You know, but again, even the year we went to the Super Bowl, we lost four games in a row, bro. It was gut wrenching because that team was great. And then we ran the table. So this is what it is to be a Raider fan, bro. (laughs) We got nothing. There's nobody like us. There's no fan base. There's no other team. I mean, call us spastic, call us what you will, but we are the Raider Nation. This is the Raiders. And this is how they play. Bro, even in the 80s, even when Plunkett was a QB, we had games just like this. So keep your heart, bro. Keep smiling. Uh, I think we're on the right track, too. I think this will team will improve and get better and better in the next year or two. Love the call, brother. Take care. God bless the family. And our next caller out of Dallas, Texas. Raider Jesse James is in the house. What do you got for us, my good Raider brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? Raider Jesse James out of Dallas. Brother, I cannot wait to hear your version or your uh, your thoughts on this. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Um, I keep thinking to myself, um, what happened? What went wrong? Uh, there's a few issues that I saw during the game. The the uh, is it right tackle or, or was it? I think it was the right tackle area where he uh, Derek Hart just kept getting pressure on. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, can we like put Jacob on that side or Witten on that side to double team whoever's coming through whatever weakness we have? Or but no, there was no adjustments to that man. There was nothing and and. You, you know, it just it felt like the the play calling was so vanilla for what we have. Like you you said it yourself. You know, these are the scary teams because these teams are hungry and you know they're playing for the coach or their interim coach or whatever. But what are we doing? You know, and I'm not going to put it, it's card card. He did not play well. I get that. And if this is that one game all year that we scratch our heads because last year was the Jets. Remember, we got our butts kicked by the Jets. Like, what in the hell? So if it's this game, fine, I'll take it. But we we need to beat the rest of the uh, teams on on the uh, on the schedule. And right now, I'm I'm sure everybody's questioning themselves. Like, can we? Good lord, it, it, it's tough being a Raider fan, man. They get you up, you know, national TV, and then next week. Boom. Back to the same old crap. God. I love this call, my good brother. It says it all. One week, you're up, and the next week, you're crushed. Even though you know your team is better, which is the worst. But you're a Raider fan, bro. Nothing is new under the sun, my good Raider brother. Just know that. He'll, we'll bounce back. We got no choice. This is part of the program. Gruden's getting us to the Super Bowl, but maybe not this year. Love the call, bro. And our next caller out of Bakersfield, California. It's the B-Town Raider. Yes, sir <laughs> It was a game. <laughs> What's up, bro? B-Town Raider here. Calling out of Bakersfield, California. And man, talk about what a trap game that was. 
you know what? For once in my life, after we, you know, we barely lost to Kansas City, I was, I was feeling it, man. I was like, we're going to come back. We're going to beat the Falcons. We're going to demolish them. We're going to kill them. I was telling everybody, like, I normally don't do this. Because any given Sunday, I truly believe in that. But I was telling everybody at work and all my friends, like, we're going to bounce back and we're going to kill them. And from the first half, I'm not even the first half, the first two drives, I thought, wow, we're going to lose this game. And not only did we lose that game, we got spanked. But whatever. Monday morning or Monday afternoon, I'm still wearing my Raider gear. I'm still loving the Raiders. But, man, let's go, Raiders. Please, let's go. Peace out, Raider. Out. Well, there you go. This is Raider Nation. This is us talking to each other. Yeah, <laughs> this game, this game for the first, I would say the first four offensive drives, I kept thinking, okay, here we go. Here we go. We're going to get it on now. Oh, and we're going to get somebody going to get a pass. We're going to get a good run. And all game long, I said the same thing. And all game long, nothing. There you go. So we got to go to the Jets and hopefully not do what we did last year, bro. Love the call. And our next caller out of Chicago, Illinois, the Midwest, Raider Kevin's in the house. What do you got for us, my Raider brother? Raider Greg, it's your boy, Raider Kevin, from uh, just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Hey, uh, I'm just calling in. Wow. Was so mad watching that game last night, yesterday, against the Falcons. But I'm going to choose to be positive about this call. I mean, that was a pathetic effort, but I'm going to say stuff happens. We're going to move past this. we got to look to the next week. It was awful. Carr didn't play well. The defense actually didn't play that bad for the score, but it was awful, right? Uh, I'm just going to focus on what's ahead. This team's better than – it's not the same team that fell apart last year. Um, I still think the playoffs are going to happen for us. I'm going to predict 10-6. and six. They're going to lose one more game. I'm so glad they're playing the Jets this week. They'll get their mojo back. And I just want to stay positive. I know everyone thinks the sky is falling. And sure, during the game, I wanted to throw stuff. I wanted to stop watching. But, man, uh, I'm going to choose to stay positive. I believe in this team. I believe Derek Carr will bounce back. And I really hope they just get their crap together and uh, – just win the next game. Just win, baby. Find a way to win and then get that mojo back and then keep playing hard. I, they can beat the Colts and the Dolphins and these Chargers, all these games they have up. They can win out, honestly. They're better than – they have the potential to be, be better than all those teams. So let's stay positive, boys. Still a long way to go. Um, and let's keep it positive. Love you guys. Have a good day. Well, that's a good positive call. I, I like the – the way you spin it to where we should just move on to the next game, which we have to do, obviously. <laughs> so does the team. I hope they move on with a little more urgency than they did last week because talking about the playoffs, I just don't want to say anything anymore because 
It just seems to go south on me. When I say that, the team takes a crap. So I just want to see us win our next game. And to me, it's doable, but we have to play it. And we have to win it if we want it bad enough. And that's all I'll say about that. Appreciate the call, my good brother. And our next caller out of Bakersfield, Casual Carmelo, is in the house. What do you have for us, my good brother? Yo, what's going on, Raider Nation? This is Casual Carmelo calling in out of Bakersfield, California. Man, I honestly don't know what to say, Raider Greg. Uh, I don't. I'm, man, um, well, there are. Uh, there's at least one takeaway from this. Uh, and that's, I didn't recognize the team that was on the field, uh, yesterday. Uh, that isn't who the Raiders are, especially this season. Um, I think that's a positive thing. Maybe we just needed one of those games where we just got, you know, our ass beat and, and everything just kind of snowballed and bad things after bad things started happening. Uh, maybe we just needed to get that out of our system. I don't know. Uh, I hope it's not because the Kansas City game they looked uh, they looked to that one as like the biggest game to prove themselves, and maybe they they focused too hard on that one, and maybe they took the loss a little um, a little harder than everybody you know uh, everybody ex- expected, and maybe um, they kind of uh, I don't know maybe they just didn't have it in them I, I don't know um, but. Uh, that's the one takeaway for me is that's not the team that we have seen all season. Yes, there have been some uh, losses that we we kind of stuttered and our offense didn't click. And mainly a lot of them, um, especially the Patriots and, and Tampa Bay, those were defensive uh, issues. Um, those were defensive losses. You know, we, we've, we just got to get better on defense, man, still. Even from the Kansas City game, uh, we have to get better on defense, and right, this one was basically our offense stuttering. We weren't getting any push off the line of scrimmage for uh, for for running um, for Josh Jacobs. Uh, we just weren't doing anything. We weren't doing much. Uh, we couldn't protect Carr to save our lives. We couldn't protect him. Um, if he's constantly getting touched, man, you expect uh, you expect some bad things to happen. Uh, if he's constantly getting touched on the shoulder, on the arm, on his throwing arm, anywhere. Uh, if he's if he's not expecting pressure, man, there have been time. There were a few times where uh, he wasn't even looking. Uh, you know, it was either pressure from behind him. He he didn't know it was coming, and he was looking downfield, which is which is good. You know, at least he's keeping his eyes downfield. Man, there was a pass. Uh, there was a play where he got um, a you know a strip fumble sack or whatever, uh, and you can see Henry Ruggs um, down the field getting open. <clears throat> getting wide open for a touchdown and that, that kind of sucks, but you know, our offensive line needs to play better than that. I know we haven't had everybody healthy. Um, but man, I, I just, there, there are a lot of things you can say about this loss, but I, they need to get over this one as fast as they can, uh, put it behind them. That's the worst that we've played all season. Um, especially offensively. So, I mean, let, let's not weigh, you know, too heavy on this game. Let's not focus on this one and say that, Oh man, after the, because I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I hope it's not after that Kansas City loss. Now they've just given up. And, man, this is just, you know, their heart was, you know, 
ripped out on that Kansas City game, and I hope that's not true. I hope we keep uh, playing uh, tough, hard football because we have a few hard – we have a lot of hard teams that are coming up. Um, the Colts, Miami, my, those, those teams are really good. And obviously we still have the Chargers and, you know, uh, the Jets. I mean, I don't know. We're going to be over there, so we'll see. I, I hope we play better. Man, I'm just kind of – I hope that this isn't the team that we're going to see – from now until the end of the season because of that Kansas city loss. And they kind of, you know, they took it hard, but for me, that's the one good positive. It's, I don't recognize that team that that's not the team that we have been all season, especially on this, you know, run where we've been winning. So, I mean, let's look forward to hopefully them putting this behind them, man, you know, uh, but uh, there's really not much to say, man. We play horrible. We've got, we got out work that their defense stepped up. You know, our offense did it. You know, it is what it is. But it's still Raider Nation, you know, till I die. So you guys have a good one. Happy holidays, man. I hope you guys had a, th- a happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas to you guys. And uh, talk to you guys later. Peace. Well, that was a really good phone call. And, you know, it also emphasizes who we are. <laughs> We're Raider fans. And this movie has played many times. I expected more out of this team like everybody else. I don't know if I'm buying the fact that they they were down because they lost the Kansas City game. I mean, come on, man. These are grown men. They're making millions of dollars. Slap a pad and move on. I mean, that's the NFL. Forget the last game, move on to the next game. And I don't think that's what it was. I think it was absolutely lack of coaching. This was a horribly coached game. I mean, it was horribly coached. They were not ready for the Falcons. They did not scout this team. It looked like they just went in to Atlanta and played. We're just going to play our way, and then whatever they do, whatever. That's what it looked like to me. So I hope the team's embarrassed. I hope they're pissed off because they need to go to New York flipped out, angry, and play like angry football players. It's the only way we're going to win. If they go into New York playing tentative football, we're going to get another L, bro. Trust me on that. You can put that in the bank. All right, brother, I love the I love the call. We are Raider Nation. We got to roll with it because this is what we've been doing. Hey, man, I'm going to remind you guys, in the 80s, the Super Bowl winning teams, they did this shit too. <laughs> that you could take to the bank. Thanks for the call, brother. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. It's crazy that we lost and got beat by Koo. <laughs> yes, the kicker for the Falcons, Mr. Koo, slapped five field gold on us. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Um, and neither should you. The Raiders should remember this for a while and let it sting. Um, Until next week, when they got to go to the Jets, we got to do it. Got to get it done. So until then, you guys hold it up. Don't be sad. Don't be sad and blue. The Raiders are going to come back with a vengeance. Let's just let them do that, because they will. Remember, this is the longest-running professional sports podcast ever. Raider Nation podcast for the fans, by the fans. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.